Listen to The Barry Morgan Show. Live weekdays noon to 3 on CJAD 800 and CJAD.com. Well, according to Health Minister Gaetan Barrett, Quebec has too many doctors. We talked about this in the last half hour. He told the Journal de Montréal that Quebec has 20,000 practicing physicians, about 10% more than necessary. And with more than 850 med students graduating each year and an estimated 500 doctors retiring every year, well, Dr. Barrett said there's about 350 doctors the province does not need entering the health network every 12 months. He and I discussed this issue earlier today. Dr. Barrett, first of all, thank you for your time. And I guess you're, you're quite aware how surprising this is to so many people, especially those who don't have a family doctor. Well, uh, well thank you, first of all, for, for having uh, that issue. What I said to, uh, to the reporter is that, uh, and this is a well-known fact, uh, we have more doctors per capita in this province than elsewhere in Canada. And because of that... Uh, I think we have more than enough doctors to provide care the way uh, the public is asking as we speak today. But, but uh, I'll, 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 I have to cut you off right there, doctor. I have to cut you off right there because if there are so many, even too many doctors, then why is there such a problem with accessibility in general and with family doctors in particular then? Well, that the very reason is the reason why I put in place Bill 20, because we have enough doctors in this province, the numbers show that, but their practices are not organized to be adapted to the needs of the citizens. Not enough opening hours, not enough working days, not enough presence on weekends. The end result is uh, uh, insufficient access for the public. So that's the reason why I build, I tabled Bill 20. Which So, again, it, you want to have uh, a number of doctors have a certain amount of patients uh, per year. Yeah. That's basically it, right? Uh, well, well t- two things. First of all, they have to have enough doctors enrolled to them. And second of all, they have a, a, a way of practicing medicine that is what we call in our field advanced access. When you practice medicine the advanced access way, Technically speaking, and that's the way it is in D.C., that's the way it is in Alberta and Ontario, you have your appointment on, almost on demand. Advanced access means that your doctor will give you an appointment the same day or within, at the most, three days, unless it is, it's planned in advance. But, but that's what it is, and that's not what we have to do today. And if a doctor is to provide that, this availability, it has to be there full-time, it has to be there, or a group has to provide extended hour services. So when you go to other provinces and countries, those practicing advanced access do provide that kind of ability, and we don't have that in Quebec. I think we can say that. There, you know, there's some people who believe that uh, that, that perhaps the, uh, the province wants to have fewer doctors so that there can be higher salaries per physician. What do you, what do you say to those kinds of Whoa. This is really, really, really not the case. I can guarantee you that if we take the total envelope uh, directed to physicians' compensation, uh, we are where we need to be. There are no uh, justification of going uh, for going in what you've just suggested.
And uh, some people believe that. Uh, some people do believe that. And uh, we, in fact, spoke with a patient's rights active advocate who didn't tell us that, but he did tell us that doctors' unions bully for less work and for more money, and that's what's really killing productivity. Well, uh, bullying for more money, uh, I think that's always the case. There is enough money in the system. But the thing that I don't want as a health minister is to create a situation that would be the same as what we see in Europe, where we have so many doctors that there is overuse of services, and there is a cost to that. So, Dr. Barrett, uh, we'll leave it at there for now, and thank you very much for your time today. Well, thank you very much. Have a good day. There's a health minister, Gaetan Barrett, and somebody just texted, let's save money by bypassing Quebec province altogether. Let the money flow directly from the federal government to the doctors slash hospitals directly and fire Gaetan Barrett. Yeah, with all due I, I You're speaking frustration there. I get it. You're thinking anything would be better than with the situation we have right now. And I understand where you're coming from, especially if you don't have a, a family physician. But Firing Gaetan Barrett, that in and of itself, I don't think is going to is going to fix anything. Is it possible he's right that maybe in a couple of years, the health minister will say, we'll look back and say, you know what? He was right. Maybe. I'm not holding my breath, though. That is for sure. It's 1241, uh, just a few days away from the city of Montreal's new animal control legislation kicking in. Pit bulls being banned. Also provisions uh, like for cats not being allowed to be out on their own. While we know that many people have cats, many of those cats are used to being outdoors on their own, at least for, you know, a few hours a day or night. Will this be an issue for cat owners and their pets? With me right now is animal behaviorist Daniel Filion. Daniel, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, so I'm curious. Out of the gate right here, what can happen to a cat's behavior, you think, if it's used to being outdoors, you know, wandering the neighborhood, and then all of a sudden, sorry, no more, you got to stay inside, at least uh, unless you're with your with your owner outdoors. Yeah, there's two things here that the, the bylaw hasn't addressed. It's the educational part. I mean, if you overnight take a cat and bring him inside without enriching his environment, uh, this cat is going to find some fun activity to do inside the house that you that may not please you. And that will create a lot of behavioral problem. It is feasible to take a cat that is going outside for many years and bring him inside. In fact, I normally advise my customer that are living in the Montreal area to keep their cat inside because this is gonna uh, is gonna help them. Uh, they're gonna probably triple their life expectancy, reduce their veterinary costs. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's a lot of, of different and people think that cat loves to go outside. This is not necessarily the case for a majority of the cat. Going outside is a very stressful experience because you know that there is 500 cat per square kilometer in average in the island of Montreal. So this means you're going to have, if you're a cat, to fight your way through a lot of situation, which is very stressful. So by keeping your cat inside, you are avoiding a lot of stress. But you need to uh, provide them with an enriched environment, play with them, make them work to, uh, to feed themselves. They have to hunt outside, so we have to provide them with good uh, interactive ball, let's say, to, for them to work in order, in order to heat and spend that energy on something inside. Uh, the same thing with the leash. I mean, uh, if we are to, it is feasible to get a cat on a leash, but this is not done overnight. I mean, if you, everyone that has tried to put a harness or a leash on a cat on the first time, they know that you need to desensitize the cat. Yeah. So that's maybe the biggest thing about the bylaw right now is that we're 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 asking a lot, 
and we're not providing any educational program to for people to do those transition times. And, and I, I understand. understand. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I understand yeah. that in in we're, we're almost running out of time here. I want to get this question in that there's there's training courses in some countries that require, uh, for instance, like new pet owners to take a course. Exactly. In Germany, if you uh, if you adopt a small animal, you need to take a course of four-hour courses on how to take care of your animal. If you are taking if uh, an animal with a big animal, let's say a big uh, big dog, a big breed, yeah. it's seventeen-hour courses. So oh. they are providing with ways to take care of their animals that will profit everyone, even owners and non-owners. And this is what we should. We have a good opportunity to to be able to do this here with a good law that will be well taught. And I think this law right now is a little bit like, oh, I don't know, it, it's missing some some of those things that will be uh, very helpful for us. Uh, thank you very much, Daniel. Very, very interesting. Uh, Daniel Filion is an animal behaviorist here in, uh, in Montreal. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800, CJAD.com.